Okay. Now we are. We're recording. We're recording? We are recording. Hey everyone, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate fast and furious podcast. Dominic Toronto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we are watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm Zach Cassetta. I'm Vito Lapicola. Room, room, bitches. Middle of Tokyo Drift. Anthony is so excited. <laughs> Actually, Anthony, this. Anthony's yeah. been enjoying the That's movie. True. It is. Yeah. yeah. Why you shouldn't? Not way so, way more so really? than I would say most of the other films. You've had a very positive reaction to everything we've seen so far. It's different. Yeah. Like different in a good way, not different in like too fast, too yes. furious. We're we're joined by Ed Salazar, stand-up comic producer, writer, all the. You're a uh, yeah. Threat. I am, uh, yet I've harmed no one. Yet. <laughs> because I'm a Buddhist. Everybody. What's so a, that's wait, a, that's what, a default what religion for atheists. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I was like. I'm an atheist, but like, okay. we, we say Buddhism just because it makes us sound nicer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is your history with the Fast and the Furious movies? You... I, I think, I honestly want to say that, that my, I didn't watch them until I listened to How, how Did This Get Made by with Paul Shear mm-hmm. and all those guys and like listening to that I was like well okay I'm gonna go see I want to say six was probably the first one I saw in theaters and so then I've gone back and studied them and learned to appreciate them but yeah the first I was kind of late to them because I was I'm 43 so I feel like they were like this movie came out in 2003 I had already graduated college and like I was already, you know, I had seen Citizen Kane, so, you know. <laughs> you knew what a movie and was. I knew what show. cinema was. And your drifting days were over. Yeah, I was done. Yeah. I had already blown out too many wheels. And uh, so so I was kind of late to the to the Furious game, but, like, I do, I, I have an appreciation for Vin Diesel because I feel like I know Vin Diesel's in my life. I feel like I've... <laughs> Everyone knows of Vin. Well, okay, here's the thing. And anyone, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up playing role-playing games. I mm-hmm. played Dungeons and Dragons and Blade Runner and Gamma World, and I played them all. Uh, and there's a thing about when you create a character that sometimes that character that you create is a projection of the thing that you wish you. So like, mm-hmm. if you, I was very scrawny and weak, I always played either warriors or clerics that had a very high, an 18 strength or 18 zero zero strength warrior, which is strong as you can be because I wanted that to be me mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to be charismatic and strong and so uh, like when I see Vin Diesel what he's created now who Vin Diesel is now I can look at him and go oh you play Dungeons and Dragons and you've basically taken that character sheet that you made when you were a kid and made him a real person like mm-hmm. the way he got famous his career was rent he would rent expenses he was a bouncer and he re- he probably worked out maybe did some enhancements and then like (laughs) rented vehicles and would go to clubs and lamborghinis and then he knew the bouncer so he could get in and people like who's this guy and that's kind of how his career got going it's a very like that i understand that but then when you watch the movies when you watch like chronicles of riddick Mm -hmm. it's like oh this is this is that's like a to me these are like role-playing things where like you're dungeon master and you're like, okay, well, these aliens jump over you, and they, and they are gonna kill all you guys. And, and then, like, you know, the guy who's playing Riddick is like, uh, I didn't mention this, but I saved a thermal device in my, <laughs> uh, yes. in my backpack. 
and it's set to detonate if anyone become gets within one feet of me. And, the, and you're the dungeon master, is like, okay, like, Dude, I, I need to get you captured just... so you can talk to the head alien, so we can give you the mission. But instead, you murder everybody, including yourself. Dude, that is the best makes Vin sense. Diesel explanation I've ever heard in my life. A big D and D fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you just blew my mind, man. I knew a guy. I used to play with a guy who, like, when anytime he would get have like a like something like a like a displaced beast or like something that had tentacles or something would grab him he'd be like okay that should make it easier for me to hit them in the head with my sword i'm gonna do a called shot head strike and you're like no have you ever been grabbed by a dragon like do you know what that must be like like it's, it doesn't make it easier they, Ah, I've got this guy right where I want him. Inside his, I'm inside his mouth. That's closer to his brain. If I just strike upwards. Yeah. Well, especially with oh, great. like Vin Diesel's dynamic with the Rock, like all the rumors about how you know, like, oh, um, you know, one punch is like ten points, and I can't yeah. have you know more than forty points or whatever right, right. for a movie. Like to me, like it's interesting that you brought up like role playing games because he is really? so involved with those but to me it, it was always like kids on schoolyard yeah like yeah. i'm robocop well i'm terminator yeah well you know like i you know bullets don't do anything to me well bullets reflect for me yeah. like you're always trying to one up yeah. like that's what vin diesel and the rock are yeah in my yeah. opinion it's so petty and weird yeah they, neither of them can lose so anytime they fight it's like they're fighting and then it's like well then i guess like oh fucking jet has to fly into the building so that you guys don't actually finish this fight. I yeah. think that's why Hobbs and Shaw exist, so they can be in their own... Right. And still, you know, take advantage of the Fast and Furious yeah. style. So, that, so that's my... That's my I, I view this purely as nerd fantasy. Mm-hmm. This, is, this movie is like for... To me, like, I look at this movie and I think, oh, well, this is like a kid... This is for kids who were like online and they probably drew a lot on their notebooks and they have and they their parents got them the cool markers with the neon colors and then like their dad probably has a Chevy truck but so they want the Honda with the big tail or whatever and then like their version of rebelling yeah their version of rebelling is having a a Japanese car so (laughs) gonna get a foreign car dad that'll show you makes sense are you a car guy uh, I grew. I actually grew up. My dad is from Colombia, and he grew up working on cars. He raced cars growing up, and uh, I worked on. I grew up working on cars. So like, my dad's a Ford person, uh, and I still work on my own car. So yeah, like I have a hood ornament. I have a tattoo of a '57 Thunderbird hood ornament on my my arm. So I also have like a. Someone's racing. The, yeah. The conclusion of this movie. Is bog? I don't. I like. We're not getting to that. Th- but just let me say, like, you can't do that. <laughs> and whoever is on that episode can fill in why it's a bad idea to to try to drift with a we'll with a 1965 man. Ford Mustang fastback. I mean, physics have no part in fast. Well, Mustangs are are very bad turning cars. Like that's literally one of the things that they, that you should know about a Mustang is like. That is, they're, they're, they go straight, and if you try to turn, you just die. <laughs> you just die. There's no turn Yeah. And they're heavy, like, it's we. Oh, the end of this movie. We're getting ahead of myself. Yes, we are. But, yeah, I, I know a little bit about cars. I don't know much about, like, the, the sort of, I guess, like, tuner culture that much. I, I worked with a guy who had a beautiful, like, mint Honda that was not, like, tricked out, but, like, 
preserved perfectly mm -hmm. and like uh so i know a little bit about that but like and you probably know more than we do <laughs> sorry we yeah know very little about yes cars. we know very very little about cars but we know movies uh, and we're in the middle of this one. 45 what if I didn't know movies, though? What if I was like, <laughs> wait, what? I saw this you're on my TV. You were lying about Citizen Kane. <laughs> I saw this on my TV. You're the, you're the d and This guy. was in theaters? <laughs> well, Sean and Twinkie are at their all-models super party. And uh, Twinkie tells Sean that when models get bored, they talk to the little dude that makes them laugh. So you might be onto something, Dino. Yeah, yeah. Girls make like a, a girl laugh. Yeah. Laugh. yeah. He says he doesn't just think outside the box. He tears it up. Twinkie runs off to get uh, someone an Americano Snickers bar. 100% something who's never had sex says that. <laughs> Sorry, right. I know. That I guy has it. never seen a woman naked. <laughs> he but he does, knows where to if you notice, he does pull uh, the main character away from girls yes. a lot. Well, also, and his name is Twink. Also, yeah, his name's Twink, <laughs> and the first thing he references is Donuts Don't Tell in the military. Right. Oh, that's and, he, a good point. and he he's overly and he's sexual. That weird do rag yeah, thing that they wear. Yeah, and he has a very unsexy car. Like he's the only one who has a car oh that's not God. cool and masculine. Like it's You're a very butch. Open. It's a very it's Hulk themed, so it's like it's like yeah, very overly overly compensating. I, I, I honestly thought he was gay through most of the movie. And he, I just, you know what? He, his character might be. That is very... Because he never does because, talk I mean, to the otherwise, ladies. why do you call yourself Twinkie? I mean, I know but he does get in an elevator, though, and wink at everybody, though, when he gets in and he That's looks at the girls. True. Yeah, but he might just like their outfits. Exactly. Or I mean, like... He's a fashion-oriented guy, clearly. <laughs> That's true. I've, he's an wow. army brat. He's been also... And so, like, he may also be... His dad, we can assume that his dad might be... Maybe homophobic too, you know. So he can't like, admit it. he can't admit wow. it. He feels like, yeah. I think, wow. I think Twink. I honestly like my. I watched this with my girlfriend. The moment he sat down, he's like, "My name's Twink." My girlfriend goes, "Wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow." So on the nose. Yeah, Lisa Beth Johnson, my girlfriend, <laughs> who's very funny. Um, it was that whole first set minute where Twink appears is like. Oh, this is a lot. Like this guy is obviously. 2003. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know. And also, he sits down to like the hot new American boy, you know, like, hi. Do you want a laptop? This is all making this, too much. Sense. I was gonna say this episode is blowing my mind. Yeah, I'm cracking this thing open. Yeah, you are. And there's a lot of subtext to these movies, oddly mm -hmm. enough. Oh yeah. I think I think, you know, uh, it's one of those things where. I have friends who work in the adult industry, support sex workers and protect them. But uh, I have friends who work in the, in the adult industry, and I'm like, people will say, like, oh, porn, star, porn stores are bad actors, and that's because you think the performance is the thing online that you're watching, but the performance is actually the thing before that that lets you think that watching what they do online in their movies is okay to watch and not make you feel that's bad. Because that's not who they are either. They're not the person on Twitter. They're not the person who's asking you to be a part of their Patreon. They're not that person. And I think this movie is very similar where it's like, what we're watching, when I watch a Vin Diesel movie, the movie is not a performance. What a performance is is that Vin Diesel is pretending to be a tough guy who makes movies that, that are tough guys. Whereas, like, that's really Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone are those dudes. Like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is a really flexible, hot guy. Vin Diesel made himself into that. Mark Sinclair became Vin Diesel. Right, exactly. Vin Diesel is a performance. Mm -hmm. The movie is not anything. Like, who gives a shit about the movie? The interesting thing is that everyone now calls him Vin Diesel. 
you know. Yeah, I was just talking about that with a coworker the other day about like most people. If you walked up and said your name was Vin Diesel, they'd be like, "The Get fuck are you here. talking about?" Yeah, yeah. He, he pulls it off, and nobody questions it. Yeah, he yeah. never had anybody be like, "Diesel, really?" And like, it would be one thing if Von Dutch clothing was still popular, but he <laughs> managed to outlast Von Dutch clothing. Like, yes, he, he did. managed to. He took a name that was so early two thousand specific, and made that a, a person. And then we all just are like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, <laughs> sure. Like that's right. And when you see his brother, if you want to like a real shocker, like go. Google Vin Diesel brother because it looks exactly like what Vin Diesel should look like. Like, Vin Diesel's brother looks like Vin Diesel's real name, which is... Mark Sinclair. Yeah, Mark Sinclair. Like, Mark Sinclair is a person still. It's just that it's his brother. It's like a guy with a, uh, like, kind of a balding afro, pudgy guy in a suit. Like, yeah. I have to see this. What is his name? Well, just look up Vin Diesel brother. Okay. Uh, Han calls Sean over. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Han that was great, actually. I thought that was away. Han and Sean, along with two of the models, head into yet another room. This one being a garage with all sorts of cool vehicles for Sean to get in trouble for driving. Because yeah. he's not supposed to be even looking at a car. Including a bike with two, two NOS, NOS canisters. canisters. Yeah, it's two NOS canisters where the gas would be, which yeah, is no, kind of weird. Yeah, no gas canister. So, like... It, it just runs pure NOS. That's right. I just imagine it being a normal bike, like, with no motor. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe the, the, it's kind of like we're talking about with Vin Diesel. It's two regular gas cans pretending Did to be, be Yeah, yeah, pretending to be, yeah. I can't see getting on that and just popping the two NOS. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, hit yeah, a yeah. wall immediately. <laughs> By the way, his brother looks like Booger from, uh, Holy oh, shit. from yeah, the what? Revenge Curtis of the Nerds Armstrong. movies. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. His brother's Curtis Armstrong. He looks like he should be cooking meth I love Curtis uh, with, uh, with the Breaking Bad guys and getting yeah. shot by Jesse. Yeah, that's, really interesting. that's crazy. Can't tell what race he is either. Um, Human race, my friend. That's, right. that's all that matters. One race, brother. I don't see race. It's me either. I just see a couple of Indies. I just see drifting. <laughs> Han tells Sean that the red Evo is his. Since he represents Han now, Sean can't be seen driving around in a Hyundai. Have you noticed, by the way, that, that Han kind of takes the Tej role in this movie? Like, he is the guy who is in the know. Yeah. And he owns, he, he's the guy who builds all the cars and mm. everything. So he's like the Tej role now. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's kind of like, now that he's broken away from... You know the, group. the diesel family or the you know the the Toretto family. Mm. He's creating his own empire, well, bringing, which is very interesting. Bringing it back to role playing, he's the NPC. He's the character that like, okay, we have to get your paladin a sword because you broke your last one. This guy shows up and gives him a magic. Here's, he just yeah. Here's your fetch quest. Yeah, yeah. Here's like here do these things to like level up or whatever, and then then come back to me and I'll and like I'll get kidnapped and you have to save me. But yeah, like he's the Obi Wan. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a, a ex machina human being. Are we are we actually giving this movie the uh, the hero with a thousand faces treatment? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where he's he's crossed the threshold with the magician and yeah. Hans the magician. Yeah, yeah. It's a hero's journey, All everybody. Right. Well, that would be uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Sean. The, Sean's the hero. Of well, a thousand accents. I hope so. Otherwise, otherwise whoever wrote the screenplay is confused. <laughs> By the way, have we discussed that Sean is a terrible driver? Has that come up at all? No. Well, he won that first race. Did he? <laughs> but at what cost? I mean, like, yeah, he kind he of... destroyed a house. He destroyed a house? He destroyed... He Like, is it really winning a race if you almost die in your That's car? Is totally trash. He has go, trash you're going to, about a million dollars worth of There's no proof that everything. he's good. There's no point, there's no point in, in, in this movie 
up until the very last race that he's actually good at anything. You're he can right. accelerate. He can, he, but he, he had, well, I mean, I don't Why know how many. start turning? He, he, in the, because, like, if you were doing the, number one, I know you guys have already done this episode, but, like, that, he's apparently in a high school that's either in San Diego or Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> and it does it evoke a prison atmosphere. It's, like, it's it's in a non-specific sunny place in yeah, America. Yeah. They never, I, think, I don't think they ever say, like, some people have accents and some people don't. And then he goes on this race where, like, if you were, like, we want to show that this guy's really talented, he should destroy this guy. Like, he should kill him. That's and true. And the guy should wreck yeah, his... You're right. The guy should wreck his car, and then he gets blamed for wrecking the guy's car. And he's like, I didn't wreck his car. He wrecked his car. He's He should... Like, it's a really weird thing where, like, he should have actually not done any damage and been innocent. Sure. And just won cleanly and been very good, and but gotten in trouble... While the other guy is the one who cheated and jumped and drove through a building and trashed everything. And you can still do the thing with them being the mayor's rich kid kids. Or whatever. Yeah, because right. the rich kids get away with it. They get away and everything gets blamed. Yeah, and he goes, like, I didn't even, I didn't, like, you could the race could have started kind of, like, semi-legally, like, on the street. And then they, they go into the construction because the rich kid goes there. Mm-hmm. And the rich kid trashes his own car, trashes a bunch of building, and he, but he still wins. And then he shows that he's good at driving. But he's only good at driving, like, he's a muscle car driver, like a NASCAR driver, not a drifter. And then, like, then we have sympathy for him. Honestly, like, my girlfriend and I were watching this, and we were like, the Yakuza guy is, like, totally justified in this movie. I know. Drift he's King is, like, girlfriend. He's like yeah. yeah, this guy shows up in my country and, and is, like, hitting on my girlfriend. And he's also, like, starting to, and now he's also, like, involved in my business, like, in my company's business. Like uh, a generation ago, this country nuked my country. <laughs> like, like, He's like, blowing like my mind his, today. This his is grandfather, amazing. for all we know, his grandfather was like as a shadow on a building in Yoke. Like, <laughs> oh, like, like I'm, not, I'm being serious. Like, yeah. like, and like, his buddy is like siding with him. Yeah, and his now. dad, and like this dude's dad is like a, a military, like an American military sort of appendage left over from post-World War II Japan, like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's not going to be my friend. Like, that's not cool. Like, so... It's... He also hit on another man's girlfriend at the beginning of the movie, right. which is why he got into the right. race. He keeps hitting... Sure. Yeah. He seems like a piece of shit who's really bad at driving. So, like... <laughs> You're not... I'm... I'm and, and, then, and then also they add, like, another layer of, like, sympathy when you realize that, like, this rich kid is sort of obligated to do the work of his uncle. So, like, the the villain in this movie... I'm using quotes. <laughs> the villain in this movie seems totally sympathetic, and I feel bad for him, and I don't know what he... Also, he doesn't seem to do anything... He seems to be a good business partner. His Han, who's his business partner, is doing pretty well. Like, he's... Oh, Han's set for life. But yeah, Han's... But, but also, like, Han's working with this guy, and... He's getting screwed over by Han, so he's like, he's not even like a ruthless co-business he's partner. He's a victim of circumstance. He's the Drift King, the DK, <laughs> seems like the he should be the hero. Like the way this movie should end is that he like <laughs> that like he gets the gets Sean deported back to America, and Sean goes to prison. <laughs> he gets his and he and like the girl realizes that like oh like this is the guy who even though I was a 
a sort of prostitute-y kind of sex worker person, <laughs> he loved me anyways, even though he's a rich Yakuza guy and he could have any woman. Like, she seems ungrateful, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, this is great. A little bit. This movie should have should be from his perspective, and it should be him being like eventually taking back his legacy. <laughs> Maybe you should do like a Cobra Kai thing we where you do the it, sequel. Yeah, this is, this is exactly the Drift Cobra. King? Yeah, yep. there you this go. This is exactly the thing where uh, uh, where it, you know, my, my I knew this guy Jason Nash is a very funny comic. He uh, he. You, he read a bunch, he got up and IMDb used to have a message board mm -hmm. and he read a, this one long message board about how like this guy was like Danny LaRusso shows up on the beach and breaks this guy's stereo by kicking a soccer ball into it and then hits on his girlfriend and he's like he didn't, like, at no point is Danny LaRusso like trying to be friends with anybody, he's immediately like being shitty to the Cobra yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Johnny's not a bad guy Yeah, yeah. yeah. at the end of the day yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, next we're on a wharf where a couple of old men are fishing and enjoying the quiet tranquility, at least until Sean comes crashing through in his new Evo, trying to drift. Also destroying their equipment. Yeah, no there's like There's like property. cages and nets that he's knocking over. Yeah, he crashes around all of them. There's no point that he drives well in this movie until the very end. Yes. <laughs> That's hard to argue. Yeah. Um, but one of these uh, fishermen, uh, he says, you call that drifting. This man is played by Kichi Tashuya. I'm sure I butchered that, but he is the real-life Drift King. He is, he is the guy that uh, actually... Like, all of this drift. really happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy stole my girl yeah, yeah. and yeah, mm -hmm. drifted around the wharf, and, and now we've made it into a film. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is watching, too, including Twinkie. One of Han's buddies claims that his one-eyed mother can drift better than this. Great. Do you notice that this guy has a British accent? Which is really funny. He has a British accent. He's like, who taught this guy to drive? Yeah, yeah, and he's Japanese. It's really funny. Well, also, it's just a weird thing throughout this whole movie where it's like people in times when there's no, when it's only Japanese people, they're still talking in English at times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a bunch of that where it's like, why are these people talking in English? There's no one around him who speaks English. There's no reason for him to make this quip, like, in English except for, like, for me, the audience member. That is true. It's like it's watching Jojo in, Rabbit, though. It's in Germany and everybody's speaking English. But in Fast for the and Furious. I think that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to okay. yeah. say that, like, that's a little bit different because, like, you can kind of set it up and be like, we're going to pretend that English is German. That's, right. that's like a Amadeus. Choice. Yeah, like, like Amadeus. Speaking. Yeah, Amadeus is a, it's a stylistic choice that they made. That movie is better than this movie and sure. people should watch it how dare you <laughs> but really amadeus is sort of the i know is sort of the drifter is the most driftiest of drift guys <laughs> he would yes. be drift king if he if he was alive at 12 he would have been drifting his father oh it's a father-son relation it's just like this movie <laughs> right, right with this dad and the son leopold yeah <laughs> the drift king is is of course salieri yeah yeah all my children yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i can buy that somebody is calling that like in japan calls himself drift king because they'll use english words arbitrarily right but it is odd that they would sit there and just have full-on well, english yeah like like who are they hiding i actually just saw uh le grand illusion at the oh, vista which movie. is a great movie yes once again, better than this movie, but I'm not shitting on this movie. This movie is what it is, what it is, but like everyone should go. It's Renoir. It's an amazing movie, but like it's like a World War One, French people get captured, and then 
by Germans and like, but there's a moment the two elite officers who come from wealthy families who they treat each other with like a level of respect that everyone else gets kind of like treated like shit. But they have a conversation in English because they're the only two people who would have an education enough to speak English. Mm -hmm. So it's a way of them excluding both the German, the lower class Germans and the lower class French. And that would make sense. Like if they were like, we're going to talk English because we know English and that is a way that we communicate to keep secrets from everybody well, that's, else. That's, the, that's what Tarantino took from at the beginning of... Uh, once up, or not once upon a time, but Inglorious Bastards when he's like, you speak English? I yeah, assume. yeah. That's, that's the scene yeah, he's yeah, referencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all for Twinkie's well, that, benefit. And, yeah, and, oh, and Inglorious Bastards was hugely influenced by Tokyo Drift. Yes, <laughs> this is common. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I was just saying maybe they're doing it because they know Twinkie speaks English, so it's like they want to keep. But does Twinkie speak? Who doesn't? Who speaks English and who speaks Japanese in this movie? This is really well in Fast and Furious, which obviously came out after Tokyo Drift. We find out that uh, Han was born in California and has never even been to Japan or right, Tokyo. Right. So that yeah. it makes sense that he would speak English. Right. Everyone else, who knows? Twinkie Twinkie Station there, but yes. but he seems to be like how are they? How are how is Sean supposed to be going to school? Like, he shows up and they're just like, he's like, I don't speak any Japanese. They're like, here's algebra. <laughs> Figure it out. I, I was wondering how he found his rooms because, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you don't speak Japanese. He didn't Japanese, even know to wear the right shoes. And also, Jap Japanese school is notoriously easy to get through without trying. That's yes, one of the yes. things that the Japanese education system Especially well known to be very casual and relaxed. Yeah, like, they don't specifically. <laughs> Could you imagine having to be like, you go from some weird douchebag maybe in Atlanta maybe in California <laughs> high school where with jocks and standardized football players testing. And standardized testing and just like to J Japanese education system where you don't even speak Japanese he's like he's essentially um, like just the dumbest person they've ever seen <laughs> they're like this guy's an idiot yeah essentially he's already and also like he has he's been moved around so he's probably like at least one or two grades behind because he yeah. keeps getting in trouble and getting moved so that like explains why he looks 27 yeah that's that is, right. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 skipped the 10th grade like five times yeah yeah he's they also it's weird that no one asked him to join any of the sports or whatever and he should have been like i feel i feel like if a six foot two american dude shows up in in tokyo they're like do you play basketball? Do you play... Like any chance. He's like, only yeah. interested in cars. Goalkeeper. I only like cars. <laughs> All right, sorry. No I worries, sling no blades. Worries. Sean keeps trying, but he just can't get the hang of drifting. Uh, later on, Sean is somewhere, and he sees his dad working on a burned-out car body in a garage. He approaches his dad and asks him if it's his. His dad says it is. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't was. sure if that was at the house. Because I think it's lives, across the street. He lives in a tiny house. There's no garage. So there's no home. garage yeah. there at the house. So it, I think it's across the street. I think he leaves his house and he he looks across the street and the dad's working on the car. I think the garage is across the street. So but, but that's still, like how much do you think that garage must cost a month? Like that's got to be the tiny house is probably expensive salary? in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. On a mil you don't yeah. think it's included in the rent? But I mean, then that it's place bigger is than his apartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just move into the garage. His, his apartment yeah, is there's... literally a tiny. No, I know. Yeah, I, so... I, I'm watching the movie. You know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I are you noticed. watching are the movie? You? Yeah. But are you no. paying attention, Anthony? Uh, yeah. It seems like I feel like in Tokyo, if you if you had a garage like that, you would pull everything out of it and make it into a living room. Yeah, right. he should oh, right. put his stuff in his apartment. Yeah, yeah. Live in the garage. <laughs> well, did but anybody... his car won't fit in his apartment. That's a good point. That's true. But why does he have a car? 
That is never explained. Well, it's that a story. Was, is that weird. was something that I noticed. It's like it's like Sean's dad. I don't want you fucking Even racing. Even looking at a car. Sean's dad <laughs> also brings home a muscle car to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you think the kid's gonna do? Yeah, the kid, he's gonna come over and ask questions. This is the it. box of drugs the dad found underneath the bed, and Sean's like, I learned it from watching <laughs> you. You, dad. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, this is, this is also just like. The moment this car appears, you know immediately this car is going to be in the final scene. Like you know it's it. It's going to have to you, be. Yes. You're like, you're gonna. It's going to happen. Also, the the level of underdevelopedness of this <laughs> relationship is it's terrible. Crazy. Like when just Sean moves out and just like I'm going to move in a bunk and there's never any repercussions. Uh, the dad, I don't know exactly what the dad like. Is the dad? strict or is the dad not strict we were talking about that in the last episode that like when the dad is drunk yeah and he's like you you need to whatever like it almost seemed like it was about to lead into a scene where he beats the kid but then he doesn't we were like the dad's not that bad of a guy yeah he's trying to keep his son out of jail i i thought thought, like he was gonna say something you know like one thing different between america and japan is that you can hit your kid and then he hits (laughs) it And he hits him. I won't get in trouble for this. Yeah, like it's like corporal punishment is okay, and I don't know if that's true or not. I don't. But I'm just saying, like that would have been like an interest because he stands up to him. And I'm like, he's gonna punch this kid, right? And uh, and uh, but he doesn't. But yeah, I can't. Like I I recently had just watched the beginning of Officer and a Gentleman, and the beginning of that movie is like Richard Gere with his dad. His dad's an old Navy deck swabber guy. And they're like, they, his dad for his college graduation got, got a couple of prostitutes and brought them back to the house for him and him, for those two to have sex together. That's how it is in their family. And uh, I forget who plays the dad, but like, but I was like, oh, so is this dad like a grimy, like sailor dude? Or is this guy, dad and I get, it feels like the dad's an officer. He, oh no, he's and a, a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, we both. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm pretty sure his dad is a lieutenant because his dad had two bars on his sleeve. So like. Which, by the way, if that's the case, his dad is terrible at being an officer because his dad is like fifty and he's he a lieutenant. Be a by now. Yeah, like there's my dad retired a captain in the air force because he got to the point where it's like, well, either he's gonna spend another twenty years getting once you get to like captain, you're kind of bottlenecked a little bit. You just like outlast everybody, or you have to like what do something. What was your dad in? Air force. Okay. So, so like, he, if he's a lieutenant at that age, he's basically it's basically like you got promoted. Twice, maybe once or twice. I mean, I don't know a ton about the military. We're gonna have to give Sean's dad a promotion. Yeah, like <laughs> to make him lieutenant. So his dad's an officer. Also, like he's an officer, so that means that like his dad didn't like probably do the full metal jacket shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his dad is kind of basic. Officers in the military are like a lot of times bureaucratic kind of or business. Like his job is to tell the people where to go and die. Like, that's his, like, he's got a spreadsheet, and he goes, like, move that boat over there, move that boat over there. He's, because he's obviously not on a ship, because he lives in a house in Japan, so he's not going out. I don't know. It's unclear what he's doing. It's unclear his his dad's character. He's got time to work on this fucking car. His dad's character, and also his dad, like, will say things like, well, at least you don't make the same mistakes I made. Like, okay, what were your mistakes? (laughs) Right. Because you're an officer in the military, which means you went through college. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you graduated high school and went to college. Like, you you can't, like, he couldn't have been like, oh, I was a, like, if he was an an enlisted, who was like a surly alcoholic enlisted person, and he's like, don't make the same mistakes I made. I had to join the, this is the only way I could get out of where I was. Like, I joined the military because it was the only way I I could get out. 
and I gave you, and I wanted to give you a chance to not have to make that decision. I want, you have the opportunity, I can give you money to pay for your college, you just gotta fucking, like if, there's so many things they could have done in this movie. <laughs> He's like an absentee father that only gets upset and pissed off about the racing thing. Yeah. That's his one, like, yeah. caveat. Like, yeah. I wish you would get the drugs like a normal kid. Yeah. 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 But also, what were his mistakes? At least you're not making... Knocking up some lady? So they're leaning yeah, over... Did, like, they broke up when they were th- when he was, he was three. three. Yeah. So, you know, he they clearly didn't want to stick together around. for like four years. I mean, if Sean was my kid, I probably would know immediately that he couldn't drive a car. And I would <laughs> right. leave, too. And disown him. Sean probably wrecked his his like, crib. Like, he probably slammed his crib into <laughs> other people's walls. Major tricycle Yeah, Yeah, major... Just mangled. Also, I didn't understand this, the explanation for the car. Sean asked his dad what happened to it, and his dad says he found it this way on the base. Yeah. So which is what's that about? Which is, once again, like, this movie... This is my theory. This script was written. This script was floating around about... Someone was like, I know about drifting. And it's like, I'm going to make this... I have this script. And it, like, kind of got passed around. The Furious movies were popular, had got, had hit, and they didn't have time to make the next installation. Mm-hmm. They had to like figure out how they're actually going to do the series. So they took this script that it already existed and just basically retrofitted things into it to make it fit into the continuum. That's like Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights, Nights was yeah. actually a script about uh, the rise of the communist revolution in Cuba and like this kid getting into dancing and eventually like realizing that the people that he's actually dancing with were also like communist revolutionaries who were gonna kick it and then they bought that and we're like okay well now we're just gonna slam dirty dancing shit into this this communist revolution movie and so i feel like this is like this movie is like karate kid drifting and then they kind of like had to figure out a way to make it work with fast and furious so like there's all these weird things where like you once, if I was, I'm not a, I've never sold a, a screenplay, but like if I were writing this as a screenplay, I would once again be like, and part of this, my dad, when we got stationed in Ramstein, you were allowed to bring one vehicle over with you. And he, we had, there was six, there was five kids and I was not born yet, but there was five of, my, they had five kids at the time. So like they had a Volkswagen van and a 57 Thunderbird. And my dad sold the 57 Thunderbird and took the van over and at the time this is 1970s so like not nearly that big of a deal it was a 20 year old car there were, there are other thunderbirds available but by the time we get back to america 10 years later all of a sudden it's it's more expensive and then by the time he's retired he could work on a car now this now a 57 thunderbird is expensive to buy and he never was able to get it and he regrets it all the time like he could have just kept that car but like so that to me i'm like the story should be this was my dream car, I was working on it, I had a choice to either stay where I was or bring it with me. It was me. you or the car, son. Yeah, or something like, yeah, some sort of like, um, but like when you're just like, I don't know, I just found it. It's like, I yeah. know, right? You just found, how do you just find a car on the base? A 1960, it's a Who's fast. there? I'm taking it home with it's, me. It's a Mustang body type that is the, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the same year as the Bullet Mustang. So that's like it, just the chassis alone is worth what is that, money. Like 67? I think it's like a 60, I want to say it's a 65 or 66. Is it possible it's just meant to show us that Major Boswell likes to fix broken things? Well, also, like, also hey, everything but his son, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, he, once again, if he was enlisted, also, my, my dad became an officer after being enlisted. 
and he worked on jets beforehand. So, like, that's another point where we could be like, that would also explain why he's a lieutenant if he would have been like, you know, I always wanted to work with my hands. Like, there's a future in working with your hands. I'm not against you. He, you know, like, they can have, try to have a moment where they're like, I don't, I'm not against you working on cars. I'm against you destroying things. <laughs> Driving like a maniac. But also, when you look at that car, there's nothing in the engine. Mm-hmm. In this, and it's Sean, literally just, just the, the shell. Yeah. And yeah. Sean goes, it has a lot of potential. potential. And you're like, well, no, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we could put an it engine in It just shows there. what a, another human, human yeah. being that he is. Sean walking, no idea. walking up to the Grand Canyon potential. <laughs> <laughs> One episode ago, we loved Sean. Now we're really coming around. <laughs> That's because my eyes have been over. The scales <laughs> fell it's away. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's I another have a, perspective. You know what? Fuck Sean Bosworth. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I feel bad for the actor. I feel like when I watched, especially with the female lead, who's Tia, Car- Tia Carrera 2000, I called her. I called her proto Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> <laughs> they have like zero chemistry. And there's, I've like, I took time off to take Meisner acting classes. And I've been with people where you're like, they're not paying attention to what you're doing when you're acting. <laughs> you're like, they're just doing their thing, and that's what that feels like. It's like they're the not same even, line reading just every like, time. Yeah, they're like, as, you didn't hear my different inflection right. here. Yeah. They might just composite her in afterwards. Like, that's hilarious. She's a fully She's CGI. a more Stanislavski. It's like Universal yeah, yeah. didn't want to admit it, but she's a completely fake human being. It's just like this, this <laughs> well, digital... Uh, well, because they, they probably, like, <clears throat> they wrote her into the script as being biracial... So that immediately limits who you can cast. Sure. And she has to be super hot, and that eliminates who you can cast. And then she has to also be within that your price point. So, so it's like by the time they get done, they may not have had the best thing. And you like, get your proto Hudgens. Yeah. That's right. I love that. Lower the proto Hudgens into and also, the back. And also, Sean. It's almost finished. Sean is that, that thing where like he looks un, like a like an unfinished action figure. Like he's not like. <laughs> like he's like. You know in Star Wars where you would get, like, your parents would sometimes, for me, like, your parents would be like, I got you a Star Wars action figure, and you open it up, and it's, like, the guy who dies in Hoth, who's in, like, just a white outfit. He's not, like, a specific character. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like Sean. <laughs> like, we couldn't afford the Luke, son. Yeah. You get, they, you get wet. They were obviously like, well, we want someone who looks kind of like the guy from Fast and Furious, the um, guy Paul past, Yeah, Paul Walker. But we don't want, but then, like, I could definitely see Paul Walker and and Vin Diesel going like but he can't be hotter than me and they're like fair enough Paul and then we got, we got like, you covered we got you we got Sling Blade well apropos of nothing sorry don't be uh, Major Boswell shares an old Japanese saying with Sean mm. the nail that sticks out gets hammered then tells Sean he's going to be late for school is that an old Japanese that is, that is an actual yeah it is a very very well known okay, okay. Japanese uh, saying Yoshi taught me that Yoshi yeah. Yashi. very very much so as a matter of fact uh, there are a lot of Aikido uh, students who went uh, to Japan in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and when they would show up at the dojo if they had any kind of personality mm-hmm. they would try to break their elbows and their shoulders like dislocate them immediately mm-hmm. to, to show you Ooh. every you know Everybody is equal. Nobody is above. Makes sense. And, unless the sensei is doing sure, it, sure. of course. Same with New Japan wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, you got to be a young boy first. Yep. Yeah. Chris Hawaiian, Morgan must, uh, by the way, have a real fascination with Japanese culture because if you look at the way he writes all of these characters, they are they have that samurai code, like the it's Mandalorian hard to know what has comes the samurai from him code, and you know. Lin. Yeah, but so, you might be right. But yeah, they're, they, the 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 underlying codes of like honor and and the way that he 
plays these characters, yeah. there's always a Japanese element to it, like a samurai element. Right. Really like, I feel like there's like a Wu-Tang level understanding of Japanese culture in this movie where it's like, we watched a bunch of movies and we kind of... Yeah. You know. We rented Ghost Dog once. Yeah, yeah. We were, we, we've definitely seen some, some Kurosawa stuff. Back at school, Sean is headed to class when two students get his attention and he follows them upstairs where, where Twinkie is getting beat up by Morimoto. About 30 other students are gathered around to watch. So I guess uh, he's, been up, he's up there to save Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Or Which is interesting because he doesn't save the kid at the beginning of the movie. Remember right. the, the kid who's getting spray painted? Yeah. He just doesn't want to get involved at that point. Yeah. Is my thinking. And then, now he's willing to stand up for his one friend. He's already matured yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Morimoto hits him a couple more times and accuses Twinkie of selling him a broken iPod. Twinkie says that Morimoto himself broke it. Now, iPods for anyone who's like... iPods were like iPhones without phones in them. For, I just want to like... That is true. You might because have a lot of... It's supposed to be 2013 in this, in the in the chronology, and they're still using iPods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Phones. yeah, yeah there were still iPods back in There's still iPods now, but I don't think... Yeah, who uses yeah but who's you? Yeah. yeah like, it's just all on your phone. Yeah, yeah, DJs, I think. The only people I know who, like, have iPods are people who, like, oxcore DJ, you know, like, go to events and, like, oh, I need music on them. But, yeah, it's like, I was like, oh, yeah, iPods. I honestly was like, oh, yeah, iPods. That was a big deal. And also, I think the one he gives them is, like, an iPod mini. So it's, like, a very specific one that, like, only was a line, was a part of the line for, like, four years. Because it's, it's a smaller memory, so... By the time the iPhone happens, like, you don't need this one anymore. Mm-hmm. It only has, like, 32 gigs. Or that, that little nano one, which, like, yeah. you couldn't even pick the song that you played. Oh, I had the shuffle, the shuffle yeah. yeah. What was your, what was your, my first MP3 player was an iRiver, and it had 128K memory. And I had the Strokes, the White Stripes, and at the drive-in on it, and Cursive. Those were, I had a bunch of Iron Maiden. Bunch of Iron Maiden. Vita. Oh man, I can't even remember. I had I had one that my sister gave me, so the iPod Nano was like the pink one. So I remember I always had it hidden whenever I would walk yeah, you around. Don't you know? But uh, it was just a lot of like probably '90s and '80s like alternative rock, The Cure, mm-hmm. Smiths, and that kind of stuff. So mine, it was a little bit uh, newer because I I couldn't get my hands on an MP3 player until I was like probably like 17. Uh. But mine was a Creative Zen, and it was red, and it clipped on your. Uh, oh, I know pocket. the Creative Zen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it played uh, like I. It played movies too, and oh, yeah. I downloaded um, Clerks Two on it. Oh my um, God! Because I love Clerks Two. I will fight you over that movie, okay. Dick. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, it's not that great. It's, it's really good. You're gonna drift him. <laughs> the only way to solve this is through racing. I was gonna say they're drifting apart as the uh, as the episode uh, continues. But I had a bunch of like Pennywise and Face yeah, to yeah. Face and Power Man Five Thousand. No, no, I never was into that. <laughs> I just like it because the, the those the playlists were short, so those songs are like hardwired into your brain. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually had a Dell DJ. What do you think? What do you think was on on? I feel like Watch. this on on this guy on the villainous. Asian guy, oh, Japanese guy's thing is probably it's probably just all of Kid Rock. It's and a lot of Linkin Park too. Linkin Park, Kid Rock, it's all new metal. Mudvayne. This is this is also a lesson to be learned if you're making if you're making a movie, and you know the movie's going to kind of be locked into a time period, pull uh, things from different circles because like if this movie would have had a White Stripe song in there, just one like White Stripe song or a Yeah 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 song or something. 
it kind of like opens up what this movie is now like because because they just went pure new metal they're like we're just gonna do kid rock we're gonna do new metal we're gonna do this whatever kind of sort of semi-japanese hip-hop thing that's going on it's sort of locked into a a thing that like makes it feel really super dated yeah whereas if they would have also put in just like a few other pulled from different genres at the time mm-hmm. to kind of shove it in there you'd be like oh okay this feels more like full and not like a cartoon of that time Sean goes up to Morimoto to break it up just as Nilo arrives on the roof. Morimoto tells Sean to get out of the way or he's next. He shoves Sean. Twinkie says he doesn't do refunds. Morimoto tries to get at Twinkie and Sean pushes him back, bowing up to him. Things get tense, but Sean takes out his own iPod and gives it to Morimoto, telling him to try to not to break it. He's a nice guy. They're yeah. trying not to break this time. Conflict yeah. resolution. Giving up your own iPod. I mean... In 2003. Also, this would have been really great if this would have been set up in the script somehow where, like, sure. the dad would have, would have said something like, you know, you don't have to fight everyone. You can also resolve conflict. If we would have seen the dad teach him that, like... That would have been nice. That would have been good to set that up. The dad's a really he's useless brain. character. It's, he's <laughs> so really useless. It's really bad in this, yeah. He, he literally... Have you guys seen that SNL uh, skit actress with uh, Emma Stone in it? Mm. Where she she pretends... She's supposed to be like a serious actress. And she goes and she's on the set of a gay porn. And she's playing stepmom. And her line is, not with my stepson. And she keeps asking for motivation. Mm-hmm. And the director keeps blowing her off. And he's finally like, you don't understand. You only exist to be cheated on. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to watch you. They're going to scroll through you anyway. That's kind of like his yeah, character. Yeah, the, he only exists to be like, Sean, I put my neck out there but for also you, you know? He, they, they don't make him arch enough and, and violent enough to to be effective in that way. Like, right. when, when Sean moves out, I'm like, why are you moving out? What you, You've done everything you want to do. Why do you need to move out of your right. dad's house? Like, he's... Because he's got to be home by 10 p.m. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. But he's not. He's always late anyways. Yeah. It's like, oh... I was doing my extracurricular activities. All right, sorry. It would have been great if Sean gave him another broken iPod. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So Morimoto takes the iPod and does this weird thing where he's... two hours of... Morimoto's an asshole over and over. Morimoto takes it and does this weird thing where he spits into his fist... We all thought that was a Japanese thing, but apparently it's never just, heard it was just an that. acting choice. Yeah. yeah, I don't think... I don't think. But that's something Brando would have done. I feel Absolutely. that's a Brando move. I think Brando would have like done something like that in a movie, and you'd be like, why is that in there? Yeah. Instincts. Yeah. Leo, Leo's got good instincts. Yeah. I like him. I like him in this He's movie. a very good actor. Yeah. I think he's great. I, I, my feeling is, and I didn't do any research, is that like all of the Japanese actors are all very good. Yeah. And all of... Yeah. The, anyone who's American or part... Anyone who's like... Anglo in this movie is probably bad. The dad, I think, is actually good, and I wish he would have like gotten more. But I think Sean and the and the girl are terrible, and then like everyone else is like busting their ass to be like. Like Sean's like a bad guy or a bad actor. But I think he's a bad actor in this movie, at least. You know, like he's maybe, a decent actor. Yeah, he's, this this movie stuff. is just like he's he's really not given much to like mm-hmm. to do, and I feel and he's given a female lead who's. The two of them have, like, yeah, She's, no chemistry. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I always call people that I think with no personality are potatoes. Yeah. She's a hot potato. Also, like, there's, there's, yeah. there could have been, like, this really, what would have been really interesting is, like, what if they didn't end up being romantic? What if it was purely non-sexual, their friendship? Like, because there's definitely beautiful women. Like, it's also, yeah. Now it's, you're talking crazy. Yeah, like. I did like the, my favorite line in the whole movie is why don't you just date a Japanese girl like every other white guy who comes to Japan, which yeah. is really funny to me. Yeah, especially 2003 when like 
every nerd I knew who was like, and I'm in, I, we're, have, all nerds. we're all nerds. It's like not like, but every like so many nerds I knew would be like, you know, like be tired because they were up in chat rooms trying to like talk to Japanese, what they thought were Japanese girls, mm-hmm. which were probably just creepy dudes in Wisconsin. You know, she looks just like Chun Li. Yeah, and she's gonna come and visit one day. <laughs> all right. <laughs> People are leaving the roof. Uh, Twinkie asked Sean what his problem is. He's all pissed off because now everyone's going to be wanting exchanges around here. I think he's overreacting. I, I think this was a special circumstance. Well, th- well, he's not the one who gave the damn thing back. Sean intervened and gave that it to him. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's not like elite. he's... Yeah, it's yeah. not like, like Twinkie gave him the, the and, thing back. And also, it's a thing that could have been brought back to make sense a little bit. Like, that. what really Twinkie wanted was, like... Was that he's in the closet and he's getting beat up and <laughs> kind of likes it. Yeah, like he's, no, he's into bondage actually. <laughs> he's a masochist. I'm a, yeah, I'm a fucking otter. Um, uh, Safety word is the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. it's Bruce Banner. He has a car dedicated to fisting. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hard to argue. <laughs> Nila's, Nila remains on the roof, and she says, it's not easy saving the day, is it? They flirt a bit. By the she, way, she's never done anything good or noble in this whole movie, so, like, it was weird that, like, she's, this line would be a line that would make sense if there was at some point a conversation about her saying that you should try to be a better person, or, like, there's there's no setup for this line. Like, it's, it's such true. a weird line, because, number one, like, that's not doing the right thing. Twinkie's his friend, his friend's getting beat up, like, that's actually the thing that you should do, is try to stop yeah. that fight. What was like, hard about it, giving up his iPod? Right, like, giving up the iPod is a little weird, like, he could have just stopped the fight and they could have, like, just walked away. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, also, there's no setup where he's, like, he, he never has the speech where he's like, I'm out for me. Sean never is like, I'm out for me and only me. He never gives the He is pretty one. selfish, though, if you're watching this. I mean, he's made his mother move around for years and years. Yeah, but she gets to fuck different cops, cops in yeah, every city, right. so Blow she loves it. I told you guys. Hi, you're probably we, we, right. We, we had a, we had a, oh, a debate about that. Because I was like, yeah. the other cop is waiting out in the she hall. She for sure forced got mom while, Yeah, while, while they're talking. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the guy comes out, he's practically zipping up his pants. Yeah, there's a... Your mama sure does love you, boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she does sure care about your education. Sean just going, ar, ar, making <laughs> sex soin sounds. Sean apologizes for the other night and says that her life is none of his business. She forgives him and gives her gives him her bubble gummiest smile. I gotta tell you, I thought that was actually a decent moment between him and her because he actually realized he was acting like that fucking shithead mm-hmm. male, yeah, you yeah. know, to her trying to be all whatever. And when he realized that he was, you know, being a dick, he apologized and it came off as very sincere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought I, I do think you're right, Ed. He is. He's evolving as the as the movie moves forward, yeah, starting to learn that he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. Maybe that's the idea, is that he was supposed to be a douchebag, and we just... Could be. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's just very ham-fisted. Yeah. And, he yeah. should have been cocky. He should have been, like, good. If they would have started the movie where he's, like, good and cocky and, like, cool and, like, a cool bad boy in in Kalalana, wherever he went to school. <laughs> right, right. Uh, then I think that's, like, more interesting. Because also, like... The, the whole point of a movie where someone gets pulled out of where they're where they're comfortable is it's like the reason city mouse country mouse works is because both of them are comfortable in their own environment mm-hmm. he's he's a loser in his in his <coughs> in his own environment already so it's mm-hmm. like 
does the the consequences of moving what's it matter like he doesn't talk to anybody in america he's a fish out of water anyway yeah he's a fish he has he is a fish flopping at the end of a no <laughs> he's a fish a faith no more video right. he's that's like right, that's right. i don't but i would i would counter argue that this movie is about him finally finding his ocean Right, you know what I mean? Because he, this is where he fits in. You know what I mean? Maybe, but I think if that's the case, then if you're like, then like that should be more. I don't know. There's something about like that that they don't set that up either. Where it's like, because he's he's not moving around to try to find a place. He's not like a wanderer. Like right, right. He, it's not like the beginning of every episode of the Hulk where he's like moving into it, comes into a new town, and he's like trying to find a community to be a part of. He's just like a absolute narcissist where's the cars yeah he's just I, cars yeah. dude by the way he has i really cars. think you missed a calling in being in development because if you develop movies i'd fucking love them a lot more <laughs> your stuff makes sense you tell you tell them that <laughs> well that night twinkie and han's crew were playing soccer on some big up big lit up field in the middle of tokyo one of the guys accuses twinkie of a foul and he calls on han to sort it out Han doesn't want any part of it saying, what do I look like, a zebra? What does that mean? Yeah, referee. Referee. Oh, God. Oh, okay. I was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, what? I was trying to think of what kind of metaphor he was trying to <laughs> do make. Do soccer referees wear the stripey things? Or? Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I was All like, right. do roof soccer's ha soccer fields usually have referees? I know, right? They 100% got that location. They're like, well, we have to... Yeah. They're like, this is a cool, like, ooh, Tokyo's so futuristic. They have soccer fields on top of the building. So then... That was literally what Justin Lin said in the commentary. It's like, it's there. We got to film something there. Yeah, and the, like that, because they also have a, what was, maybe, probably wasn't a drone shot at the time, but they have a shot pulling away from that later. Mm -hmm. Like, it's probably a helicopter mm -hmm. shot. But like... So first uh, soccer, then golf. And yeah. 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 Uh, Han goes over to join Sean in staring out at Tokyo and drinking beer. Sean asks Han how he ended up over here anyway. Han says that like cowboys running for the border in old western movies, this is his Mexico. Yeah, and that, I like that dialogue. Yeah. I think that was, that was again, very film noir. And, and very, it fits uh, in with, we were talking about those other movies being very western. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but, I, I think they were kind of implying that he was a criminal running from the law. Yeah. Which is not which, inaccurate. Which, <sighs> he is, he is wanted. I mean, yes. they, the crew is still wanted he, no, at the end of that movie. No, they got their pardons. They got their pardons. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he left and they forgot to tell him. But also, by the way, Han, you're free. Why is he working for like some underling of a some like nephew Yakuza of a Yakuza, <laughs> like doing our? That's the other thing is that like this is another point where I think this movie kind of fucks up the Fast and Furious model is that. If I remember correctly from watching previous movies, though, like generally, like the way they try to frame everything is like the Fast and the Furious crew are like Robin Hoods a little bit. They're yes. they're they're taking things from people who are shitty. Mm -hmm. This these guys are the opposite. They're actually the bad guys. Like they're actually like Sean has now become one of the piece, biggest pieces of shit in crime. He's doing. He's not even like giving. Like you can say drug smuggling is bad. But someone wants those drugs. Like people, that's a there's a market. There's a market for it. I'm importing drugs and and I'm giving them to someone who wants to get high. Protection money is the worst. There's literally nothing being exchanged because really what it is is that like they're the ones who are saying like, you know, it would be a real shame if something happened to your waving cat <laughs> statues. That's right. Or like oh, this Pushes is one over. yeah, this is a pretty nice pack of Pokemon cards. It'd be a real <laughs> shame if someone 
took them out of their protective mint cases and got water on them, making their not valuable and not gem mint anymore. You know, like these guys are the worst. You can keep that from happening. There's no yeah. worse criminal than a criminal who provides no service no for the service, yeah, like yeah. a yeah. pimp gives a pimp and a prostitute at least have some thing that they're giving you. Yes. At least a cat burglar is a skill set, you know, like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And also, like, if someone steals something from you, that's covered in insurance, but, like, protection money is just You're just awful. shaking them down. You're just shaking them down. Yeah. You're basically, like, going, like, I'm going to beat you up if you don't give me money. So Han's Sean, not such a great guy. Han's not, I don't know. I just think it's, like, I think there's a thing where, like, once again, I think there's a thing where this story was probably written to a certain extent, and then they, they, put Han in there and they put things in there to make it Fast and Furious maybe because there's no logical reason for Han like if the story was like Han's hiding out and needs to keep a low profile the Yakuza are kind of protecting him but then like this American kid shows up and he hasn't been to America for a really long time and he misses that and like he's the first person that he can kind of talk to and be like oh where'd you also once again if we would have like been like this is California is where he's from which is where Han's from and then they could have like had a moment where like Oh shit, dude, did you ever see the fucking Descendants? And did you ever drive down to go see a Descendants? You're like, oh, I love the Descendants. I know I love, sound like I only like country music, but I sure love Southern California punk. He's like, me too. Like, they could have bonded and like had something a little bit more. Like, there's, there's a few things that could have been there where it's like, I think this script was kind of written, and instead of tearing it down and rebuilding it completely, they just were like, we'll just bolt these things on there. So, like, that's why it doesn't make any sense. Where it's like, I'm going to the, I'm going to a, I'm gonna go hide from the from the. I'm gonna kind of like keep a low profile in a country that is notoriously hard on crime. <laughs> like, right. like if I'm like thinking of countries where I'm like, I'm a criminal, and I need to hide. I'm not going to Japan. I'm not going to any place that has prisons where you have to pee in a hole. Like those are like my two things I'm avoiding. Like, I'm going to a country that's really corrupt and very cool with well, crime. We, we right. know Han doesn't need the money. Yeah, yeah, he made yeah. Millions in the previous. Movie. Catch me in Belize, motherfuckers. I'm right. out. Like, like, right. Uh, Sean asks Han why he let him race his car, knowing he was going to wreck it. I asked that, too. I know. It was a good question. Very valid. Han says, why not? Sean says it's a lot of money. Han says he has money, and what he needs is trust and character around him, which, as we just discussed, doesn't really make a lot of sense. But also, that that also diffuses the stakes from the earlier thing because the whole thing that before he gets in the car is like don't wreck this car it's very expensive yeah mm -hmm. so like i obviously assume that twink knew that the car the han has just basically if han has endless resources then who gives a shit like wreck right. it. he's got a whole garage like just relax i can get another one <laughs> don't worry about it just race, race really hard yeah just win just win so that also then beggars the question did han set this kid up from the start this hayseed that showed up. Oh, see, he's like, that's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him race my great. car and wreck it, so he's forced to go in and do shit that I don't want to do. So I if thought the, that too. If yeah. The people want to shoot the shakedown guy. To they're gonna drift. kill this kid. Right, right. You know what I mean? I wish there also would have been a line of like, like the fact that they can't speak to you actually is good for me because there's no way to because he's because if he could have, there could have been a line where he goes like, why are you having me get take the shakedown money? He's like. Because you don't speak Japanese, like, don't you want me to speak Japanese? Like, if they can't talk to English, then they can't negotiate with you. You just have to get their money. Like, it's like he's like a wall to the Japanese business people. Like, 
We need to take all these notes and make this movie. We, we'll write, be write this movie. Tokyo drifted again. <laughs> Redrift. The Redrifted. Swift and angry. <laughs> Han says that who you choose to let be around you tells you who you are. I thought that was a very dumb thing. That was, yeah, that yeah. was totally a dumb thing, yes. He says that one car in exchange for knowing what a man's made of is a price he can live with. Han and Sean look out at that famous crosswalk in Tokyo, and Han philosophizes about making your own choices and not letting fear drive you like all the normal people out there. Mm -hmm. Sean asks Han if he doesn't drift to win, then why does he drift? Instead of answering him, Han takes him on a little drive. I'll show you. <laughs> That's right. I'll I do. Show you. I did like the line when he said, "Life's simple. You make choices, and you don't look back." Yeah. That his wistfulness you can definitely imply that he's thinking about Giselle Absolutely. he's like I made my choice to go to Tokyo when and she died and that's it because this movie was made before the other one right. but I think of him right. just like piling on all these other women and it's like no no one woman is, is as good as Giselle not for Han yeah right yeah. so it's just like surrounding himself and yeah Poontang luckily <laughs> Han is able to okay, find 1999 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you get that from a, from a Kid Rock song <laughs> 12-year-old kids called. They want their phrase back. Uh, Han is able to find an empty street where only one single car is sitting at a stoplight. Inside this car just happened to be two attractive Asian women who are predisposed to being into hotshot driver type Yeah, guys. one thing you know about Tokyo is not dense population. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Empty streets everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Unless, unless it's a... People start racing and then everyone goes into the street. That's and, where everyone is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to carry this glass across the street yeah. now, you guys. <laughs> no, my windows! Honestly, sad that they didn't have any chickens in a coop in this movie. Or a fruit stand. With yeah. Ramen, like, how cool would it have been if he would have drifted into a ramen stand at some point? Oh, fucking with, with noodles hanging second. off his face. This is totally, like, off thing, but, like, the fucking old lady next door neighbor thing never pays yeah, that off. Was weird, it's so right? crazy that, she, once again, I feel like there's a version of the script where, like, that something happens because with yeah that, he like, watched her eating the noodles and then, just, and like, then she says thing? Ohio goes next to him yeah and he goes hello and then walks in the hat yeah. and then nothing then nothing just also when is Sean learning in Japanese because he learns it right he learns yeah, enough yeah. picks up words here there would have been like a really great time for them to be like another montage yeah a montage of him learning Japanese How do you say just to suggest it just suggest it that right. could have been proto Vanessa Hudgens like role jo yeah like, yeah like help him. I'm going to teach you Japanese. Teach I'll do, Japanese. Yeah, she could have said something like, I'll do whatever you want as long as, but you have to say, you have to ask me in Japanese. And so then, like, there could have been a moment where he's like, I got to learn Japanese. And then he comes up to her and goes, you want to go, she's like, what do you want? And then he says, you want to go for a ride in Japanese. And then you're like, oh, he learned Japanese. Like, then we know. It's the Bart Simpson moment where he's yeah, like, where he, cursing in yeah, French. Yeah. Damn it, you know, if I only knew, yeah, yeah. oh my God, I just spoke French. I love yeah. that moment. Because yeah. I love the moment because the, the French guy doesn't care about the children being abused. He cares about the wine being poisoned. <laughs> uh, Han takes full advantage of this opportunity by doing donuts, uh, I mean drifting, around their cars in a full 360. Entire, entirely practical effect. This was this was a real. It's great. Stunt. Yeah, it's yeah. Really the driving good. is great in this movie. Mm -hmm. Several really cool stuff. Yeah, I think best in the series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not good at this stuff, but this is Ford v Ferrari level good stuff. Yeah. After this, the women uh, write their really number good. on a piece of paper and hand it to Han out their window. Thought that was very quaint. Dude, I I loved I love that scene. It reminded me if anybody's read On the Road. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where Jack, uh, what's his name in the movie Us? Uh, anyway, the Jack Kerouac character goes with Dean Moriarty to a party, and all these men are hitting on the women, and Dean Moriarty just leans against the wall, 
the whole party and then right at the end of it he just walks up and goes give me your number and this lady writes it down and he leaves and he and he goes back and sleeps with her that yeah. night and i thought this kind of had that same cool it was like han knew he's like i'm going to show my my worth and i'm going to sit here han and then the girl for phone numbers yeah he basically i don't know he, he does it it's like a status thing i'm not sure yeah but but it was just cool it how shows value he didn't have to do anything and this girl gave him the number Literally and he's just like anything. that's that's what it's about it's like a lifestyle choice versus it being about the race right, about right. about being better than people because you notice han's not like i don't want to be better than somebody it just shows that you're fast i do this for other reasons like mm -hmm. it's his it's who he is as a person. The next day, Han is out with Sean doing more drifting drills. Mm -hmm. He tells Sean there's no wax on, wax off with drifting. You learn by doing. And that the first drifters invented drifting out on the mountains by feeling it. By the way, the purpose of the wax on, wax off method of learning in, in Karate Kid yeah. is that he learns by doing. He doesn't even know that he's learning. He's mm -hmm. doing it already. Mm -hmm. So, sorry. <laughs> no, Clearly the writer had never seen the Karate Kid. He was just familiar with the wax on, wax off. Yeah, yeah. Pop culture. Mm -hmm. But I guess, is that different than feeling? Well, no, because he is learning it by doing and by feeling. Because at the at the scene where Miyagi comes to him and goes, hey, show me wax on, wax off. And he, ah, ah, and he, show me pain. He, and he feels it. Right. In yeah. the experience. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's the feeling that he's, yeah, it's like doing Tai Chi. You do it right. slow and then when it goes fast it's got power right yeah, so because because in karate kid in the beginning daniel larusso is reading a book about martial arts and mr miyagi kind of like goes like what's that and yeah, it's like i'm learning not karate yeah. not in books so he so he's essentially saying to him you the only way he can learn karate is by doing <laughs> it right and then han's like no it's not like what mr miyagi says which is it actually is. <laughs> hey it works yeah. in the teenage mutant ninja turtle michael bay movies I wouldn't know. They learn ninjutsu by reading a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Fuck that, man. They find All a right. book in this. Uh, Sean's trying to drift on the mountain a few times, still can't get it. Uh, meanwhile, we also see Sean out with Twinkie selling random garbage to people. So I guess they're buddies again now. But I don't understand what that has to do with... I think because, I think the, money? the infer, inference to me was that... Is inference a word? The inference to me is that, like... Because Sean is American and they're selling kind of American products to Japanese kids, him being the him being there, everyone's like, "Oh, an American person selling Nikes, I'll buy those." Right. And okay. it kind of legitimized it legitimized uh, uh, Twinkies like uh, market <laughs> products. All right, that way. makes sense. That's what I thought. Look at my white boy. Yeah, yeah. Buy my products. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, during the montage. Sean also sees Han hand over a big stack of money to DK, and DK see, uh, sees him watching and shuts the door. Yeah, that, very, uh, that's a total, it's the ending shot to The Godfather, where yeah. everybody's kissing yeah. uh, the, the Godfather's hand, and when they notice that Kay is looking, the guy shuts the door in his face. Get out of here, Diane. Or in her face. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's exactly, it's really funny because he, just, he Justin Lin, basically pays homage to so many movies yeah. in his films and you can see he doesn't shoot it exactly but you're like okay that's where he took this right, and that's where yeah, he took yeah. that it's really cool but in ways they don't take you out of the they're yeah. integrated really well yeah it's definitely the godfather though there oh, yeah it's great so. yeah it's more drifting attempts more street hustling back <clears> on the wharf uh sean seems to be starting to get it even the fishermen are impressed that night, Major Boswell comes I know. home. The fisherman's like, now that's drifting. Yeah. Like a fisherman would fucking know yeah, what that yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, he didn't hit my fucking nets this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. I think he's doing he okay. He hasn't murdered anybody. So he's that's now good. an expert. Yeah. 
uh, that night, Major Boswell comes home in his military clothes to see Sean is not in his room. He looks military clothes? You mean uniform. His uniform, yeah. Okay. It's like a sweater. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sweater like with, a like, stripes somewhere. on the side. Yeah, he's, it seems odd. Are we sure this guy's not just, like, National Guard? Yeah, what, like, is, what is this guy doing? And did the, the costume department just feel like we kind of have an... The, this, this, these costumes look kind of like if you were to order sailor outfit from... From, from, from the Halloween outlet. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. It looks like the, the, the CCTV guys from uh, Six, and they yeah. goes to the, the room to get the footage. It's just like, yeah, it's like a weird uniform that you'd wear at a business. Yeah. Like, I love I love the idea of Justin Lin being like, he's supposed to be, you know, like a military person. What do you have? And they're like, we've got, like, an olive sweater. And he's like, put some fucking stripes on it. it. Also, we need to shoot this his thing. Name, his name tag says lieutenant, and I think his... And he has two bars, and then, but also I think he has two bars, and then I think he has a major. I mean, like, I'm not super into military stuff, but like, I feel like there's like three different ranks on this outfit. He's credited as major. He like, majored, he doesn't even have a first name. He majored in major. Yeah. And he minored, minored in, in lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. That's like, I love, I love it when you're watching like a, a military movie. By the way, people are like, he's. It says lieutenant, but his his rank is clearly lieutenant. You know, and you're just like, just watch the movie. Just, like, just, just focus. Like nobody. Yeah, I guess somebody cares, but you know what I mean. Sean is at Han's fancy party loft place where Han is hanging out with a bunch of models. It looks like they're maybe playing mahjong again or something. Mm -hmm. One of the models tells Han that he's got a visit visitor, and it's Sean. Han tells Twink to get Sean a bunk. I guess he's moving in. Yeah. Which I, I didn't. That was, I didn't know this was that option. I know, right? I mean. I thought those bunks where the girls were were are those webcams? I thought those were cam video things. I think they're just like the uh, Japan has these places like they're hotels, but they're just oh. like little rooms. Yeah, they're little just cells. Like that. Yeah. yeah, there's there's actually one in Los Angeles now. Yeah. It's like they're they're super inexpensive. It's like twenty dollars a night. That's literally a tube. They probably were, but, I thought but it's, it's. But you can rent those too, and I prostitute thought, places in Japan and stuff. But it's literally a tube, and you crawl into it and close it and sleep I'm in my room. Yeah, I thought I thought Han was running webcams out of his. Out he of might, that he might have been. That, that, that might, 2003 might be too early for that though. Because he's ahead of his time. But the but the def, the yakuza definitely deal in prostitution and gambling. And yeah, stuff, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of those women are you know professionals. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go back to protect Drift sex Mountain. workers. I just want to be clear about that. Uh, we're back on Drift Mountain where Han and Sean are racing each other. Mm. This is actually Drift King and, and someone else doing the actual racing. That's why it looks so good. Uh, then we see Sean racing Morimoto in the same parking garage from earlier. Sean wins, and Morimoto is very upset. Dude, I gotta I gotta point out the transition here mm -hmm. because it it goes. There's a shot of Sean on the mountain, and it's sunlit, mm -hmm. and then the camera does this weird spin, and in while it's spinning, the shot turns blue, and when the camera re realigns itself on Sean, he's now in the parking lot doing the race. Yeah. Well, first, it's a really first he's cool on this, transition. Uh, this this road that looks fake. Yeah. It's a real road, but like it looks like he's on a video well, that, game. That road's going to feature later in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, I believe that's where... It definitely looks like Rainbow Bridge Mario yes. Kart. Like. In fact, I think it's actually it's actually called Rainbow Bridge or something. Oh, because, yeah. Because, again, uh, Justin Lin in the commentary referred to it as that. You may be psychic. Maybe. <laughs> I may be Justin Lin. <laughs> I don't remember anything past... You rip your mask up. I've been listening to the show the whole time. You guys are completely wrong with all of your theories. Let's start over. 
Um, Sean does some drift donuts to celebrate. DK is not happy, and he hands uh, Han some keys. Apparently, they had a bet set up, so I guess he lost his Corolla. Yeah. There, were, there were two things that I really loved about this. One is Morimoto's absolute frustration. He's, He's flipping great. the fuck out. He's like, so ah! yeah. and then And then the fact that the smug look on DK's face is completely wiped off. It's the first time we You could tell he's smile. absolutely humiliated yeah. when he doesn't even look Han in the eye when he puts the keys in his hand and just keeps going. What's that Japanese movie with the guy who has got the cut smile? Oh, Ichi the, the killer. killer. I feel like Morimoto's character is supposed to kind of look like that and sort of be, sort of be like possible. that. Like I can be, see that. Yeah. I think that's I think he's like a reference to that sort of like cuz he cuz he behaves like an animal through this movie. He's very animalistic. Yeah, he's very wild. I love that movie. The prequel not so much. It's terrible. Yeah. Ichi the Killer. I should watch it. I haven't seen it. Was that Mike? Yeah, Takashi Mike. Uh, if you really want to see some really amazing movies, Ichi's great. Thirteen Assassins is pretty great. Mm -hmm. Audition. He's the bad guy in and, uh, Battle Royale. Yes. Yeah. 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 Great stuff, dude. Everyone crowds around Sean, the new drifting celebrity in town. Later on, uh, during class, Sean sends Neela a private message on her school laptop mm. somehow. By the way, his new teacher, I just have to point out, is like super hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. like remember the first one? She was all frumpy. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, where's this going? And then like, you never see her again. Yeah, she was gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, she must have been somebody's friend or somebody on yes. set. And they were like, you know, we need to put, you know, Tanaka-sama <laughs> in there or whatever, you know? Uh, Sean's screen name is Bama Boy. Bama underscore boy. Someone already had Bama Boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, someone. Sorry, that screen name is taken. <laughs> Also, if you're if it's 2003 and your your screen name is Bama Boy, your AOL chat is getting slammed by creeps. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and also notice that he wrote, uh, what, "Well, how come I never see you drift?" But like the U and C are just one letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ahead of his time. Absolutely. T9. He's he's running in T9 speak. Uh, he asked her why he never sees her drift, and her screen name is in Japanese, so we don't know what it is, and she replies, because you never ask. I gotta say, He's giddy that this. is my absolute, there are two cliches in movies that drive me nuts. That one is number two. It's, why didn't you tell me that you could insert yes. talent here? Because you never asked, is always the response. I fucking see that. It's probably in 10,000 movies. Yeah, like, Roger Rabbit is the only good version of that where he's like, why, why can't she get out of the handcuffs? I can only do it when it's funny. Yes, like, yeah, because that's a good variation. Yeah, at least yeah. it's playing with but, yeah. it. And the number one is there are... It, it you noticed it in the Matrix the first time, yeah. but it's in every fucking action movie. The hero going, "This ends tonight." <laughs> How do you definitively know it's going to end tonight? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I know it's a, he's it's, going all out. It's a, but but I mean it's like no this ends like can't you come up with another line? Yeah, this yeah. ends Thursday. Yeah, this ends, this ends next week <laughs> at about twelve oh three p.m. We'll circle back, depending on if I'm drunk or not. We're Hopefully putting this in soon. <laughs> we're putting a pin in this. <laughs> Rain check for tomorrow. <laughs> I got things to do. Um, they're immediately on a date somewhere, eating noodles and drinking energy drinks. Sean says he likes the food and he doesn't even he doesn't even have to put ketchup on it. Which this bummed me out because this actor was in Sling Blade, and this would have been the perfect, the perfect time. time to make a mustard reference, mustard biscuit. That would have been reference. amazing. Yeah. And like, because all I want from this movie really is for them to somehow fold in Sling Blade to because. Because in Sling Blade, his character, who's like young boy, who befriends Billy Bob Thornton's character, uh, 
you never meet his real father, so totally plausible that his father is a Navy guy. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 his the stepdad gets murdered, so obviously they probably would have left. Dwight they could have yeah, they could have left that town. The whole all I want is for the Sling Blade character to be canon in Fast and Furious. He just calls him to take care of the drift. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you just, know. I want him to say uh, that he tell Neela that he, he likes the way she talks. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I like the way you talk. <laughs> can you can you imagine? I understand you're picking on the boy. Yeah, yeah. And what are you gonna do about it, old man? I'm gonna take this Sling Blade. And I'm sling Blade, the pure the prequel. Out of your like, head. Oh, my car won't start. Oh, it's broken. No gas in it. Yeah, there could have been a moment where there was, a, there was a sling blade in the garage of his dad's garage, and that's what he... Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser. <laughs> he pulls out a Kaiser blade to, like, defend himself, and I've been like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, let's do that. I'm all for it. Sling blade cannon, Fast and Furious, let's do this. Uh, Sean says that he's not a total gaijin after all. Mm. Neela reveals that she hates that word because she was called that uh, when she was a kid. And this is where things get confusing to me because she's got this accent. She says that her mom died when she was 10 and that she had uh, that her mom had moved out here from Australia after high school. Right. Presumably meaning that Neela was born here. Yeah, but she has like a weird nondescript Australian sort Unless of accent. Unless she meant that she moved out here after high school. I thought she said her mom. Anyway, all that she knew about her mom was that uh, she worked at a hostess bar. She says that DK's grandmother took her in after her mom died. So that's why she's really obligated to DK. Yeah, there, there, is, there, there are several implications here. One is that her mom may have been kind of prostituted through the hostess bar. Um, that I mean, it's I'm not. not that that's not. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent. But I mean, a lot of times, because like the, hostess the hostesses, bars are not prostitution. They're not. No, specific. and I'm not implying that. But but like a lot but of it's, times, it's half a step. no. There there Don't are there there are a lot of times where you know that that doubles. It's like going to a massage parlor. There's a possibility it might be one of those types yeah. of. You know what I mean? But then the other thing that's very interesting is in Japan. There is that concept of what they call giri, mm -hmm. and giri is something that is, it's like a debt, but it's almost like the Wookiee life debt, where it's like, you saved my life, I, I will now protect you for the, for the rest of your life. So, in a weird way, um, she owes like a, a life debt, or that giri, to that, that woman for raising her, so she's obligated. Like, it's it's not in Japan, you don't really have a choice. You you have to honor that obligation. Even if it puts you in danger or whatever, that giri, that responsibility is that strong. So she's kind of had a very strange So if someone gives childhood. you like a Honda and you wreck it, you immediately have to become their mob enforcer. It's sort of, well, yeah, he that is, that is a very good analogy, yes, yeah. because he has that debt to him. But giri is usually like some Something like with uh, like a martial arts sensei or something like that. Like, if your sensei, you know, needs you to commit. Like in old school Japan, they'd always like you'd have to wash the sensei. You'd have to give him yeah. baths and stuff like that. When he got old, it was that sense of giri, that duty or obligation, because they saved your life. They're teaching you this, so you, you know, that's that's what's. There's a lot of like implication in this scene, mm -hmm. you know. So she hasn't had a great life. Sean tells her that his parents split when he was three and that he and his mom moved around a lot mostly because of him. Yeah, and that, that implies that he hardly knows his dad, which means he never... I'm just saying, that's our, that's oh. our 15 minutes. Oh, okay. I was gonna... 
You were going to close the computer. Violently. Well, guess what? There's more to talk about. Do no, it. but but um, that that implies that he doesn't really know his dad, which is why they don't jibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His dad's probably not that happy. He could have. We maybe he, has he hasn't to... even seen him since he left. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I kind of got the feeling when the dad saw that the bed was empty, he didn't really give a shit. Yeah. I, I think I he was kind of relieved. He was disappointed, actually. I just, I feel like the dad is a. A, a lost, a, un, underused resource in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Does he Just, show up at the end to cheer on remember. the big race? I don't recall. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't remember him being there, actually, because I did kind of wait for that. I was There's like, always that <laughs> shot of the people in the crowd, uh, and then he pushes his way through. No, 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 and, he's and just watching from, from another, a street away. Just you know? proud. Yeah. Just proud. That's my son. <laughs> my boy. That's my son drifting. Yeah. Just, I, I always wanted to be adrift. Right. His, he has actually been a drifter in many ways, in his own that's, way. He has oh, been a drifter. Ed, that's a good I point. Cracked, I've cracked the movie. Sean there's himself a of, is a drifter. There's yeah. a lot of Tokyo drifting going on in this maybe movie. It's, maybe it's time to stop drifting. I know. Put down some roots. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, like, this this the section ends with maybe the weakest part of the, the movie, which is the romantic relationship, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a bummer. I remember, like, that dinner sequence and me watching it going like this is this sucks so hard <laughs> well, who, who in their right mind hits on a yakuza's girlfriend it is like this is gonna work out yeah like, yeah this is a good idea kill you man yeah also like the yakuza they really don't give them any teeth to this like that's true johnny tran is worse in the first movie than these guys like the, when the when the first guy that he went to go collect from comes out it, it would have been like cool if han would have like done like when 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 the Drift King finally pulls a gun on him, I'm like, finally, because there's no stakes in this. There seems to be no stakes because like, mm-hmm. there's no cops in Tokyo. If he wrecks something, he just it doesn't really matter that much. And then the the Yakuza doesn't seem to be like they seem to be more like bad Boy Scouts or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. The stakes are really just it, he goes to juvie. If he doesn't well, and every time something right. happens, like everyone's like, "No, it's okay. I rent your car. It's okay. You're gonna just yeah, do some favors for me. Don't worry about yeah. it." Like, 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 if I were really trying to obligate you to to do something for me, I would lend you my car, and then you would wreck it, and then I would actually lose. But no, even though I knew that you were gonna do that, I would still be mad. So that's why it's weird that that's yeah. not the thing. Like, if Han gave him, it's like Han should have been like, "You're gonna fucking pay every cent of that," and then he's gonna walk away, and then. We see Han where he's like he knew that's what he was gonna. That was he's not Good actually mad. Sinker. Yeah, he like got him. Like he's like you wrecked my car. Now you have to pay me back. You know, like, but that's not the subtext from this. Like, where would you put this on your order of Fast and Furious movies towards towards, towards, the, top, the, bottom, towards the bottom? I think. Yeah, I mean, just because it's also like, it's not in this the the fun of Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel is is like seventy five percent of the fun of Fast and Furious to sure. me. It's like him. Watching what he has to do to contrive his character looking cool is like a big part of it. Where like, mm-hmm. and and also, I really liked all the practical driving in this. But then, but it never gets. It's a, this this. It's like it's a movie that can't quite decide what it wants to be. Where it's like, well, if the the cool thing is like, let's get to some drifting inside of the in, in Tokyo. It's like I don't need to see the first part at all. Like that first ten minutes, it's like he could just be like coming his dad could just be picking him up and be like this is your last yeah chance i don't yeah we don't get anything from the opening other than he's a troubled kid and he likes cars and to me and like i said before to me like it's actually does a disservice because 
I don't think he's a because I don't think he's a good driver. Mm-hmm. So it's like when Han's like, oh, I picked him. Now, now if the tr- now if they leaned into the fact that Han realized the kid was actually a bad driver, then that's all. That's a different direction. But like, to me, that's like what's missing is the beginning should have been like him being a bad boy, him being good at driving, the him, but him actually being a straight arrow who like, like also another thing is like it would have been cool for him to have a sense of nobility and honor mm-hmm. more. Like he doesn't stand up to the bullies picking on that kid like. If, if if what caused the race was a more noble cause, then also that runs parallel to, like, the Jap- Japanese culture more. Like, he has... He's like, oh, no, I get that. I have, I have an American samurai sort of uh, ethic, too. That would have been, like, an interesting thing where he's like... Like, when they... When they he's like, you won't get Japanese culture. Why'd you end up here? And he's like, because I stood up for somebody or blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, maybe you do fit in here. Like... There could have been so much it's more with that. It was a wasted 10, 15 I minutes. Dude, really. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. You should be in development. You need to get a development job stat. <laughs> Fix need, these scripts. No, we need, we need movies that actually have people who ask these questions. Because yeah. most films do fall apart when you ask questions. And a, a movie that's made by Christopher Nolan or somebody like that or a Spielberg, they yeah. ask those questions right. and eliminate them and give you a good movie. I mean, if anyone's listening to this that, like wants to make something my best advice I used to be a part of a writing lab and like the best thing you can do is do a table read with 20 people in front of it because when you hear it you go like oh that's all mm-hmm. and that's kind of I was a part of a writing lab for four years so like I spent nights once a, once a week giving people like going through and doing that and asking those questions so I was like if anyone's listening to this because they want to make movies like the best thing you can do is like pay everybody ten dollars pay actors ten dollars and buy everybody lunch and listen to listen to it out loud because you these these things like start to pop out you're like oh and things that are in your head that make sense that you just built into stories aren't there you're like oh well obviously this is a thing you're like he's obviously a good driver and you're like well you never told us that it's like a right. thing that's the thing that the person who wrote this movie thought was in there and it's not so right but I feel yeah. bad for I feel bad for this kid. <laughs> like I want him to be like, you know, this was probably like he's like this is my crossover to action. He got in good shape. He's like yeah. in good shape. Oh, for now it. he's just on yeah. NCIS. So he's, he's oh, he's uh, doing fine. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> he's fine. He's doing great. He's sling blading it. So you mostly doing stand up these days? You still? I'm gonna stand up in a little bit. I'm right now. I'm assistant directing. I work for full screen right now, and we're doing. Do you really? Yeah, we're doing stop motion. Oh, I'm having my my company's having a meeting with your company. Oh nice. <laughs> oh wow. Maybe That's our companies wow. will get Next married. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll have a little we end up, Yeah, we end up moving into each other's <laughs> offices, and there's like just get pictures. this man a bunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twink, get in here. Uh, so uh, I've been working for a production company that works with full screen to do stop motion, and we do. Stop motion for their monster trucks, Hot Wheels, and American Girl lines. So if you go on YouTube and you look up stop motion Hot Wheels, like that's stuff that I've been working on. That's awesome. So we, we're starting. We're doing Monster Truck Island, which is like odd. It's kind Count of. Count me in. It's I don't kind know of what that is, Fast and Furious stop motion. Fast and Furious for kids. Like we're is, doing this with. Is Bigfoot involved? Uh, actually, the Bigfoot truck can never get cleared because because Bigfoot is. Uh, a license, a, lo- a license. We'd have to go through and license Bigfoot. So like, all the vehicles we have to use are kind of generic, the generic ones. Like if we use a brand, if it's a branded vehicle, if we're like, 
the Burger King monster, you know, Burger Monster or whatever, like Burger King will be like, no, we don't want that, or we have to get clearance for it. So, sure, sure. Thing like Gravedigger, I think Gravedigger is the other company, the non-Hot Wheels company, which we will not say their name, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we it's, a big it's real fun. Man. It's like yeah. stop motion is really really fun, and the people are really good, and like I did stand up for a while, and then I'm too old to spend, and I have a girlfriend and a dog. And uh, like the idea of like going to an open mic to try to get 10 minutes of time to work on a joke that someone's going to tweet about in (laughs) in an hour just seems like, uh, I I got what I wanted out of it and uh, I might go back to performing. I constantly think about trying to get a bunch of uh, over 40 improvisers together and have and having an improv group called The Expendables, which is like, like That's just awesome. get a bunch of people who used to do improv together yeah. would be really funny. But uh, but yeah, mostly I'm, I'm, I'm just doing production and uh, trying to do creative stuff and, you know, make my awesome. own things now. Yeah, man. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was really oh, fun. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you I, yeah, it was on. great, man. I mean, I got to, this week I, I've watched uh, Terms of Endearment, Nebraska, uh, the Grand Illusion and Tokyo Drift. So that I feel like that's really so, quite the range. A, a great range of movies. I mean, those are really the the those are the that this is the fifth element of of movie making. This uh-huh. is, yeah, this is the heart. Well, you know that is that is something though that I always uh, I learned a lot when I was uh, working at a movie theater. I went to see every movie that came out. Oh yeah, from like the ages of like. I think it was 18 to about 24. Yeah. I saw everything. And I learned more from bad movie. I'm not saying this is a bad movie. But I learned more from watching bad movies, yeah. what not to do, than I did from the good one. The good ones, you know when you're when you're doing something good. But the bad ones, you're like, all they needed to do was this right. or this. And then you do that in your work. You well, know like, what I mean? And it you makes know, like it better. A movie like Cabin in the Woods is like a bad movie done well. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, right. you know, I, I play guitar and I and like... A lot of times you don't want to play with other things. You don't want to, like, you're trying to learn. You don't want to learn by ear. You want to just look up the tabs and cheat. And then I think, well, like, if I'm trying to do it by ear and I fuck up, and I fuck up enough, but it sounds good, then I just wrote a song. So, like... That that was how the Stone Temple Pilots wrote uh, Plush, I think. It was a... Oh yeah, uh, it was it was like a Led Zeppelin song, and the guy was like washing his car, and it was playing inside, and he went inside and tried to replicate the uh, the riff, and it ended up being plush. Hand in Glove is like, there's like four different songs that are hand like Wonderwall is Hand in Glove by the by the Smiths, but with the capo put on the wrong fret. That's so interesting. interesting. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of the same chords. So you can when you if you play both of them, you can kind of sit there and yeah. be like, oh, they kind of. Last Dance with Mary Jane and Danny California are the same song. Yeah, he got sued for that. Did he really? He sued them. He sued the, the Chili Peppers for that. But then they asked, why didn't you sue the Strokes for last night? Because last night in American Girl are very yes. similar. And yes. he said, well, the Strokes were just having fun. <laughs> so, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. Would you have any social media you want to... You can follow me. If you want to see my dog a bunch, we just got him a sailor costume, which is going to be great. So you should sold already. Edward A. Salazar, Eddie Salazar. You can follow my girlfriend at Lady Bird J on Twitter. She's very funny. And she had to watch this movie with me. So, so she Thanks for watching the movie with Ed. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Please watch, keep watching movies. And I hope there's 20 more Fast and Furious. I want the last one to be Vin Diesel in, in like a Segway, crippled. Just like... <laughs> 
He's I'm still fuck. coming. Yeah. Family. <laughs> As he, yeah, yeah. My family's dead. He's a part of Han's family. Right. I've, I'm sad we didn't get to talk about the... Whoever gets to do the last segment with the Vin Diesel tack on uh, was obviously like... We have Vin, Vin Diesel for one day. <laughs> no, for like an hour. Yeah, he changed yeah. his mind. That's a spoiler, Anthony, but you probably already know. I already know. The, uh, yeah, we'll, that was we'll, awesome. We'll bring you back if you want to come back. Also, there's no... Oh, man, there's no way you can do that with those like a monster muscle car like drifting with a muscle car <laughs> totally yeah that'd be very difficult thanks for listening guys Bye, everybody this is a really long one i think probably no that's it's totally okay. fine uh check us out on instagram at so fast so furious follow us on twitter at so fast podcast send us an email at so fast so furious podcast at gmail.com and please rate review us on uh, itunes tell a friend bye bye